everybody. Welcome to the morning after with Nick and Big J. Looks like the last of the morning after for the rest of the month, Big J. Forever. Uh, hey, listen, bite your tongue. By the time you, I come back, ratings come out. You never know. I don't think Welcome to the fun that is the morning after. Uh, Big J going to be taking some time off coming up uh, this week into next. And so uh, I ask you, Big J, please explain your weekend in detail. Don't leave anything out. Uh, the weekend? Yeah. With uh, Friday, hung out, uh, went out and um, set up for the Emmett Show and Shine. That was out there at the uh, the park there in Emmett. And I'm going to tell you what, man. Uh, Saturday uh, is when that all went down, and the wife's uh, abandoned photography page was <clears throat> set up. There was, I mean, there's a couple thousand people uh, head out there. There's a lot of cars, a lot of classic cars, and uh, so that was, uh, was a lot of fun. Nice. And then uh, yesterday, I, I, I started to uh, to play a new game, Nick, a new video game. <laughs> yeah. What was you said it? you wanted every detail. I know, no, no, I know, I know, I know, I did. Farming Simulator Jesus age, God almighty. Uh, Farming Simulator Night? 19. Oh, 19. I thought I thought it was like Baywatch Nights or something. It was a no. more uh, adult version. I had of to Farming stop. Simulator. It was way too complicated. I'm like, listen, this is, I just, that's the great thing about having something like Game Pass. It's like, yeah, I'm going to try this out. So I download and it's like very involved. Yeah, anything that's got a simulator attached to it is going to be. Yeah, and I'm like, eh, right now, I don't know. We'll see. I got a week off. So maybe I'll... <laughs> I I'm trying to think of the last sim like I tried to fire up the Sims when I went uh, when I got like the EA pass for a while where that was free right and I I was in it for about 20 minutes and I'm like what am I doing like this is number one like a lot of work to create a Sims character and then like just go through mundane activities that I try to avoid in real life anyway why would I want to do them virtually? And so I gave up on The Sims, and then I'm—we'd have to go back a ways before we got into another simulator that I have tried. But like, I never gotten into any of that kind of stuff because of the intricacies involved. I'll tell you though. At first, I thought, okay, because I was playing American Truck Simulator when Farming Simulator came out. Right. I'm like, this is garbage. What the hell? And it is—I mean, it's—I can get the appeal of it because obviously I'm playing a game called American Truck Simulator. Yeah. So it's just, uh, there's a lot of tutorials and things to go through. You know, you've got to, I mean, there's a lot to it. So I can kind of see why people can get into it, but it's too much right now. But also, I think with American Truck Simulator, you can also, correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like you can dumb it down fairly where you're just doing runs. Like, you don't have to, like, go into all the intricacies of, you know, what's the air pressure on my tires? Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. And so sometimes you have to do that with the farming simulator stuff. So I get the, 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 you know, being able to handle that and not some other stuff. Either way, today on the show, it's going to be a good one. We've got your Snake River Stampede tickets to give away. We are going to get into Bearded Badass today on a Monday, and we're going to play some music as well. Kicking things off with Green Day. It's holiday here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. It's the X Rocks. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured because of another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or challenge the attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, in case you haven't noticed, the western part of the United States is essentially on fire. Yeah. Uh, You could tell by the smoky air quality and the fact that you can barely breathe when you go outside in some parts of the Treasure Valley. 
And unfortunately, the one wearing the crown right now is Oregon's bootleg fire, which grew on Sunday to an area about equal to the size of Los Angeles, Big J. Damn, Los Angeles is burning. The largest of more than 70 major wildfires burning in the western part of the country, including some here in the state of Idaho. Some 2,000 people have had to evacuate because of the bootleg fire, which has burned down 167 buildings and is just 22% contained, so more to come. And the weather forecast has not been helping because, listen, the hot, dry conditions are just, you know, basically tinder for wildfires. And so that's happening. National Weather Service says, guess what? It's thunderstorm weather today, which means, oh, oh igniting new fires could be a real possibility. So keep an eye out, be careful, and don't be surprised if this stuff triggers more heading into the next couple of weeks. And listen, they're also saying, at least here in the Treasure Valley, that it's probably going to be until fall with the amount of wildfires that's happening on the western part of the United States where the air quality is going to even be close to normal. Like, this year is going to be really bad as far as air quality is concerned here in the Treasure Valley, so probably something you should pay attention to as well. If you spend a lot of time outdoors and things like that, and you're like, man, it's kind of sucks breathing today. Yeah, Uh, that's because of all the smoke in the air. Congratulations to Colin Morikawa. He won the British Open yesterday at Royal St. George's. This is his second major after winning the PGA Championship last year. First ever player to win uh, two different majors in his debut in both of them. Just 24 years old, Big J. Beat fellow American Jordan Spieth by two shots, finishing with a 15 under 265. Joins a list of, like, you know, Jordan Spieth, Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas, Rory McIlroy of golfers under the age of 25 to have two majors under their belt already. Uh, so this Colin kid's pretty good at golf, in case you're curious. So congratulations to him. The Tokyo Olympics isn't even starting until Friday, Big J, and already we've got COVID issues. Uh, Two South African soccer players became the first athletes inside the Olympic Village to test positive. And a team video analyst also was positive. They've been moved to an isolation facility. uh, An alternate on the U.S. gymnastics team also tested positive as well. Uh, Africans Rugby Sevens team coach, another unnamed athlete who wasn't living at Olympic Village, and a South Korean International Olympic Committee official have all tested positive as well. So, should be fun, Big J. These Tokyo Olympics, who they are (laughs) determined to not only do, no matter what happens, also still insist on calling them the Tokyo Olympics 2020 for some ungodly reason. Uh, Because, I guess, hashtag branding, Big J. And uh, and so they're going to go forward hell or high water. You will continue to call it 2020. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about and why? Who cares? Nobody. Uh, I'll tell you who does care, Big J, Marvel. They're apparently freaking out internally, Big J, because they freaking are out. not happy with the second weekend box office of the Black Widow. Uh, it was supposed to kind of dominate a little bit and not lose out to HBO's Space Jam. But not only did it lose, it lost by $5 million. And not only that, but it's the it's the biggest weekend drop off for a Disney distributed MCU film in from one weekend to the other. It was a 67 percent drop and they've never seen anything like that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So uh, there's a couple people that are blaming that on the fact that it is available for people to watch on Disney Plus if they want to drop 30 bucks. But they also say, well, listen, that's great, but that doesn't explain Space Jam beating it, considering you could watch that for free at home if you have HBO Max. And so that becomes an issue as well. So they're wondering, okay, 
Now, listen, it's not like they've had a terrible, you know, couple weekends at the box office. They've still made, I mean, between the two weekends. And if you factor in the $60 million that they've made uh, on Disney+, Plus, which I don't know is an accurate number or not, you're still talking about, you know, about $200 million domestically, courtesy of Black Widow. So it's no slouch by any stretch. But they haven't seen this kind of drop-off, so they're a little bit worried about the sustainability of the franchise in that particular world but who knows what's going to happen either way space jam number one 31 million black widow number two 26 million escape room three f9 four boss baby family business number five i've got an alternate theory which is i think people are still a little you know kind of shaky about going to the movie theater and so though you're going to get big weekends because everybody wants to see the movies and go see it an opening weekend and then it's just going to trail off no matter what because you're just not going to get a lot of stragglers that are going to go out to the movie theater right now. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I thought some of these concerts that we have coming up here would be sold out already. They're not. And I think there's a lot of hesitation amongst people to get out there and do some of this stuff and be with crowds of people. Well, dude, I was talking so, to like three people over the weekend that are convinced that these shows might not even happen still. So there's a lot of negativity about that kind of stuff because they're so far out in advance. They're just like, yeah, dude, there's so much that can go wrong between now and October that why would I buy a ticket when I'm not even sure that show's going to happen? And, I, you know, the answer is, I mean, I guess I get, I get it. Anything could happen. But, you know, the, the availability and all this stuff happening right now, I mean, we're going to really see what happens, I think, because the big rock festivals were this weekend, a couple of them. And if there's any fallout because of that, yeah, this will this this the next three weeks will really decide what our fall and winter looks like. I feel like, and so either way, uh, maybe you're not willing to be around a bunch of people, but also you know theaters continue to take precautions. No, totally, and I think a lot of the people who would probably be the the repeat. You would go to a movie multiple times because there are those Marvel fans that will go to it a couple times. They're the folks who are going to buy that on Disney Plus and watch it a bunch of times at home. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. So there's that as well. Either way, that Marvel's freaking out because things aren't going like they thought they would, but they still own everything and everything's going to be fine. They're just making money hand over fist, just not as yeah, much money. they own both of the top uh, movies to box office. Yeah, it's just not as much, much money as they thought. <laughs> I'm going to grow a beard. Presented by The Beardsmith on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and hey, you want uh, a beard trim? Maybe you want a fade haircut? You can get all of that at The Beardsmith. Uh, they are going to be opening a new location at Caldwell very soon. We'll have details for you on that, but you can check out appointment times and all the other cool stuff at thebeardsmith.com. Uh, Nick, pretty sure this gentleman came out of the womb with a scruff beard. Today's Bearded Badass routinely sports a short-trimmed beard. Selected in the fourth round by the Green Bay Packers, David Bakhtari has been protecting Aaron Rodgers since 2013 when he was drafted out of Colorado University. Hailing from San Mateo, California, David attended Colorado University, where he eventually forewent his senior year to join the NFL draft. And since becoming a Packer, David has earned three trips to the Pro Bowl, with two of those being first teams. He became the first left tackle to start every game for the Packers since the league went to a 16-week schedule in 1978 until his injury at the end of 2020 in the NFL season, just a month before being injured. Green Bay signed Bactari to a four-year, $105.5 million extension, which made him the highest-paid offensive lineman in the league for about three weeks. 
convinced they would have made the Super Bowl if he would have been healthy. Yeah, maybe. One could say that David has assimilated into the Wisconsin lifestyle quite well as he endured himself to the fans, especially at Bucks games, by chugging beers during timeouts. Nick, a clip from a Bucks game in 2019 went viral after David seemingly challenged fellow Packer Aaron Rodgers to a chug-off during a timeout. Bakhtari one-handedly. Yeah. Chances are pretty good that you'll see David and his father throwing down some beers uh, in chug form tomorrow as the Milwaukee Bucks potentially can win the NBA championship at home. Bakhtari should be on schedule to start the 2021-22 season. Uh, who he'll be protecting is still up in the air, but David Bakhtari, bearded badass. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, I was just having a conversation as somebody had sent me a clip of David chugging one at the last home game, and I'm like, he's almost as famous for chugging beers now at Bucks games as he is for being Yeah, yeah, it's a thing line. now. It, it's definitely a thing. <laughs> and so, uh, I, listen, I say congratulations to him. Uh, whatever it takes, obviously I'm a big fan and I uh, think he's very good at what he does. And very happy that they signed him to a long-term deal and that he's not going anywhere. And hopefully uh, he is happy and healthy for the rest of his playing days, all of them in a Packers uniform. Amen to that. So uh, congratulations to David for being an awesome bearded badass. And here's hoping the Bucks bring home the title tomorrow. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or have a conversation with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. New potential emojis have been revealed, Big J. Are you excited? Sure. I'm ecstatic. How often do you use emojis? Um, I mean, I I only use like a couple, like the smiley face, kissy face. (laughs) Yeah. Usually to you, just the eggplant. Yep. Uh, You do send me a lot of eggplants, which is, uh, I have been told off-putting. Well, I I I love fried eggplant. It's delicious. Yeah, but we're never talking about that when you send me the eggplant emoji. These designs aren't finalized and could be changed or cut entirely by the Unicode Consortium before the September approval date, but potential new emojis include a melting smiley face, Big J. That could come in handy with the heat wave, huh? Yeah. A bunch of new hand gestures like uh, handshakes or a hand being, you know, looks like it's being reached out to be shook, even a hand's making a heart. There's also a troll, a tire, beans, an x-ray, a bird's nest, bubbles, and more. Listen, what the hell are you going to use a bird's nest for? I don't know. What are you going to use an x-ray for, really? Uh, I don't know. I just had an x-ray. Check it out. Yeah, but I mean, like, x-ray's not, like, an incredibly long... There's a consortium for this? Oh, yeah. You had to believe it. The Unicode Consortium. And they're not messing around. The tribunal that they go through to approve emojis (laughs) is crazy. And so they have a whole process that they go through to see which ones make the cut. Although I will say this, like, you know, you do. The, I'm sure your your phone does this as well. Like when you type in a word, sometimes it will give you the option to give you the emoji yeah. to that word. Yeah, which and is nice. I'm often surprised at what words have emojis and what ones don't. Uh, but it is surprising sometimes. And I also rarely use them as well. Like I've got a couple that I go to. Uh, I also like to have just like the random, like the really weird emoji that I'll choose every once in a while to like as a tension breaker or something like that. And my favorite one is they have an emoji of two people like in old school Greco-Roman wrestling outfits. And that's my favorite emoji to send to people oh. for no reason. Yeah, mine is the guy with the cowboy hat. But that's you. I <laughs> No, sometimes. 
I mean, you and now I, I am mean, a cowboy. Just hat. I love just randomly sending an emoji that makes no sense. Yeah, I enjoyed that as well. Uh, I mostly do that to Randy. <laughs> I do too. I don't know why Randy is the uh, the beneficiary of our weird emojis, but uh, he he gets them from both of us. Because he sure. carries on conversations text wise way too long. That's true. Uh, sometimes you just like all right, all right. Congratulations to Colin Morikawa. He ended up winning the British Open on Sunday by two strokes over Jordan Spieth. The 24-year-old has won his second major now, considering he also won the PGA Championship last year. He's the first player to win two different majors in his debut in both of them. So way to go, Colin. Way to go. Hey, the Washington Nationals and San Diego Padres finished their game on Sunday. That had to be stopped the night before because there was gunfire right outside Nationals Park. That's always a great reason to have to stop a game. Sound was so close that many fans and some players thought somebody was actually shooting inside the stadium and ran to find cover. The gunfire was heard just after the top of the sixth inning. Shooting was an exchange of gunfire between people in two cars and left three people injured, including a woman who'd been at the game and was waiting for an Uber. The game was halted and then picked up yesterday. The Padres won 10-4, but... That's a weird reason for things to stop, and unfortunately, it involved people getting shot because of it. So, at least they got the game in? Question mark. Hey, uh, this is one of my favorite stories that happened over the weekend, and it involves the uh, Cannes Film Festival over there in France. Uh, yeah, Cannes. I'm, I'm not sure. No S. The S is silent. Uh, but I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Palme d'Or. Which is the basically like the best picture of the Cannes Film Festival. The award that they give. Right. And every year they have somebody come out and announce that award. And this year it was supposed to be Spike Lee. But sometimes things are lost in translation. You know what I mean? And uh, they asked Spike Lee to present the first award of the night. And when Spike Lee heard that, he thought that they meant like the best award of the night. And so he was supposed to, like, there was supposed to be, like, six or seven awards given out before the Palme d'Or, and Spike accidentally announced the actual Best Picture winner before any of the other awards were announced. So everybody had to kind of reel to make up for the mistake, and they ended up giving it, of course, uh, away at that particular point because he had already kind of blown the news. But uh, Spike Lee had to give, like, an apology because he messed up. And he he kind of, you know, made the mistake of announcing the winner long before the winner was supposed to be announced. So it sucked kind of the tension out of the room a little bit. Yeah. But uh, it still was funny that it happened and the fact that they were able to roll with it as well. I'd tell you what the winner was, but you wouldn't know the director nor the movie, and I don't think it'll get an American release. So it won't matter at the end of the day. It wasn't like Fast and Furious 9 or anything, I'll put it that way. Right. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Sun Valley is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. Now, not Sun Valley, Idaho, mind you, but Sun Valley, Nevada, which is just north of Reno, so still not that far away. Yeah, a terrible place, I'm told. Oh, you've been? Yeah, it's just filled with trailers, apparently. Well, then this story will track. I mean, it's the rednecky area, from what I understand. Of Reno. Yeah. Which is already kind of suspect. Eh. Well, in my opinion, having been there. You were there like once. Yeah, it was gross. I don't want to go back. But either way, we are there because we have a situation. And at the end of this story, I know you're going to have questions. I have questions. I'm not going to have a lot of answers for you. So that's half the fun of we're going to hell, though, is we can speculate how we get to this point. But it all revolves around a 42-year-old Laurel Illick, and she is a former dental office employee. 
and apparently she got fired recently from her job as a dental assistant. And well, listen, this aggression will not stand. You understand what I'm telling you? Yeah. And so uh, that is when Laurel decided, you know what? I know all the ins and outs of this frickin' dental office in Nevada. Maybe I go in and take my share. You understand what I'm telling you? So she decides to break into the office and she knows where they keep all the money. So she stole more than $22,000 from cash and checks from their money drawer. And that's incredible. First of all, that a dental office has that kind of money on hand. Right. Like, I mean, when's the last time you paid for a dental appointment with cash, Big J? I'll ask you that out loud. Ever? I don't know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, does that Never. ever happen? Uh, so what, what kind of work are you getting done? I don't know. $22,000 worth, apparently. Or they just didn't go to the bank for a long time. I mean, listen, she knows the ins and outs. So that could be like the month. Maybe they only go once a month. I don't know. I don't know. But that seems like a lot of money to have on hand at a dental office. Either way, she she does that. Now, here's where the thing gets a little bit weird. So Laurel apparently decided to break in during regular business hours, question mark. And so while she was there robbing the place, essentially, apparently a patient showed up and said that they had an appointment scheduled for this particular time. Again, I don't know how this happens. Like nobody else is there or what? But either way, also during the process of the robbery, she managed to pull 13 teeth from one person despite not having the license to do so. Oh my God. But she is a dental assistant, so she knew how to give anesthesia and she went in there and just performed a bunch of dental surgery on somebody, which is crazy. Now she's being charged with unauthorized dental surgery. It did involve anesthetic, which was which it was supposed to be disposed of by the dental office. So apparently, it was expired and you know antiseptic as well. Oh no! So like this is a crazy story to me. But again, because she used to work there, she knew where all this stuff was. But like it's really weird. Like you know, there's a couple of red flags that go up here. If you as a dental patient, you know you've been to the dentist a bunch. I don't know. You've had your wisdom teeth done, right? Yeah. I'm sure you had a dental assistant come in and take care of the original stuff, and then the dentist came in and did the actual dental work, right? It was a two-person process. Like, the dentist didn't do everything, correct? No, yeah, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you go in and you say, hey, I'm scheduled to have 13 teeth yanked out of my head today, and one person does the whole thing, wouldn't you be like, this is weird? Why is just one person doing everything? But also, why is there nobody else in this office? Isn't that the same person that greeted me at the door? <laughs> why is she pulling the teeth out of my head? Uh, now, it doesn't say if anything went, you know, terribly wrong or whatever, or she was able to fake her way through pulling 13 teeth. But this is incredible to me that this happened. Not only did she break in, she broke in during apparently business hours. She broke in apparently during business hours where nobody else was there. Somebody showed up for an appointment, which is insane, while she was breaking in. And then she decided, obviously, to go through with the robbery and cover things up, maybe, to give dental surgery a shot and yank not one, not two, but 13 teeth out of somebody's head, which is crazy. Yeah, it's got to be an old person. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, what? What happened? You gotta have 13 teeth yanked. Yeah, we know somebody that had all their teeth yanked out for volunteer dentures. Didn't sound like a fun procedure, but it happened. 
And so, uh, who knows what this is involved. But she's been charged with a bunch of felonies, including performing surgery on another without a license, burglary of a business, and grand larceny. Uh, she could go to jail for up to 30 years, Big J. Uh, and that's crazy. I want to know more about this patient. I want to know how this happened. I want to know if he or she is okay. Because, you know, dental surgery is nothing to mess around with. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, things get infected, you know, pretty easily. Who knows? Who knows? Either way, I don't have a lot of answers for you. Just more questions. But this is insane. Thanks, Sun Valley, Nevada. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rock. Nine Inch Nails and Closer here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And good news, Big J, the robot uprising took a step backwards. Yeah! Over the last week, because the SoftBank Group, which is a Japanese-based uh, com- company, uh, said basically they have to stop making their robot called Pepper. Now, Pepper was first introduced into the marketplace in 2014. It is an AI robot that was meant to read our emotions, Big J. And it turns out, basically, they've had to let Pepper go because Pepper's too good at its job. You see, uh, one thing about, uh, you know, I guess, robots is ideally, unless they become self-aware, there's no empathy there. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not there to read the room. They're there to do their job. Does that make sense? Yeah, they do what they're programmed to do. Right. And so, (laughs) you know, a bunch of companies thought it would be a good idea to bring in this particular robot to help out with particular things. Like, for instance, there was a funeral home company called Nessai Echo Incorporated that apparently is fairly big in Japan that thought it would be a good idea for Pepper to be the robot that people could go to at funeral services. Pepper could read their emotions and then pick out a proper, you know, I don't know, maybe Bible verse that would help them through their tough times. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, another company from Scotland called Marigoda, which is apparently a very large uh, grocery chain there, installed Pepper in their flagship stores so that they could actually help customers look for something based on their emotions that maybe then they didn't know that they wanted, right? Maybe a cool little feature that not a lot of grocery stores have. So ideally, this is where this thing would start. Reading your emotions to help you through, one, a tough time, or B, some sort of, you know, consumer experience that maybe you didn't know you wanted. So how did uh, Plan A fail? Well... Uh, plan A failed because, listen, when you go to a funeral, Big J, it's a fairly emotional place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Usually those emotions aren't good. And so what would happen was people would go up to Pepper to try to get a, you know, a little bit of relief from their, you know, I guess, you know, kind of real mourning that they're feeling. And Pepper would read him as someone really sad and upset. And so they would pick out a really sad and upset Bible verse to match the emotions of the person that they were talking to. And, you know, there's a lot of sad and, uh, you know, uh, verses in the Bible. Uh, but there's a lot of fire and brimstone, I'll put it that way. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, when you're at a funeral, you don't want to hear about a bunch of pestilence and terrible things happening to people. But that's what would happen. And so, boom, Pepper got fired from the funeral home. Fast forward to last week uh, when Pepper has been in the markets for a full year over there in Scotland. And uh, they found out that basically, once again, Pepper, not Pepper's fault, just too good at reading people. And so what would happen is people would come in and go, okay, let's use this fancy technology and see what it recommends for me to get. And Pepper just kept recommending people to look, quote, in the alcohol section for something that they (laughs) wanted. And so what ended up happening was... 
the people thought that the robot thought everybody was an alcoholic or needed a drink to do you need a drink right yeah uh, looks like you could take some edge off and so uh basically pepper was only recommending people go buy alcohol stuff and so they decided you know what that's not something that we want in our store either and so pepper gets fired and so now they're gonna have to completely redo all this stuff or just completely scrap pepper because it's too good at its job again it's not doing anything wrong it's probably right recommending that somebody needs a drink especially after this last year but it's just not something that the grocery store wanted to be you know related to and reading the emotions of somebody really sad and picking out a sad bible verse not exactly great either and so just the wrong place for it so it doesn't look like Pepper's going to be taking over things anytime soon, which I suppose is a win for humanity, Big J. Don't put me down. There you go. Number five is alive. Morning after with Nick and Big J. I can feel. We win one to nothing so far. Uh, we got some important stuff on the way, plus your pop culture smackdown. Please hold on. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff brought to you by the Advocates. If you have been injured because of another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Channel and attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, what's it like to have money? It's great, man. That's what I'm told. I mean, you know, being able to do whatever you want, take off long periods of time whenever you want to do so because there's no job or real responsibilities you have to worry about. These are things that that will be nice. And listen, while the pandemic sent a lot of us for the loop, there's still plenty of people out there that have money to burn, Big J. And to give you an example of that, a four-month world cruise that has a starting base fare of $73,000 sold out within three hours of going on sale last week. Now, obviously, this is a fairly luxurious trip because, number one, it's $73,000. That's not something that you, you know, like, hey, let's let's have a vacation. Sure. I've got I put aside $73,000. Let's do something. But the other part of it is it's also four months long. Do you know what I mean? So you need that time away from whatever it is that you have responsibilities for in order to pull this cruise off. But apparently enough people did and enough people do. To make it sell out. It's the Region 7 Seas World Cruise. And of course a master suite costs as much as $200,000 per guest. And those sold out as well. Uh, The cruise on the 7 Seas Mariner will leave in Miami in January of 2024. It makes stop in 66 ports in 31 countries around the world. Before returning right back to Miami four months later. That's a long time man. The cruise line said the sellout broke their opening day booking record, and that much reservations came from first-time customers, so there's that as well. But also, I mean, it's way in advance. I mean, we're over two years away from this thing happening. You know what I mean? So there's also that. And so that's crazy. I mean, I'm sure we've all kind of had these fantasies about traveling, but I don't know about being stuck on a cruise ship for four months, going to 31 countries and 66 different ports. I mean, I guess if you've got the money and the time, why not? But I don't know. I think I would probably go stir crazy. You? Yeah, it's a long time, man. I don't think I'd enjoy that. Yeah. And I mean, having not been on a cruise before, I don't even know if I'd enjoy a cruise period at the end. Right. Let alone one that's four months long, taking you to 66 different stops. But hey, whatever. The British Open is over. Colin uh, Morikawa ended up winning the American on Sunday, beating Jordan Spieth by two shots. He finished 15 under 265. 
his name sounds familiar, it's because he also won the PGA Championship last year. He became the first player to win two different majors in his debut in both of them. He's only 24 years old, joining a small list of players that have won two majors by the age of 25 as well. So he is well on his way to being a pretty good golfer that you need to keep your eye on. Bucks ended up uh, jumping out to a 3-2 series lead after a win on the road on Saturday night. They look to wrap up the NBA championship, and here's hoping they do tomorrow night at home in Milwaukee. Big J, are you excited? Metallica's releasing some more news. Three new jigsaw puzzles based on the album covers of St. Anger, Death Magnetic, and Hardwired to Self-Destruct will be released this fall. 12-inch vinyl boxes intended to sit alongside their respective releases. Uh, according to Toy News, the Satsuma developed by Z Production Steve Beatty, who makes jigsaw puzzles that are for the music fan. Not the first time Metallica's done jigsaw puzzles, but this is their latest, I guess, the last three releases, Big J. Have you purchased any of the other Metallica jigsaw puzzles? Uh, no, we haven't. You're not a puzzle dude, are you? I was for about 10 minutes during the pan- pandemic. I think everybody tried at least yeah. one. Uh, didn't work out for you? No. Did you complete the puzzle? Yeah. Which one was it? Uh, it was a it was a puzzle for toddlers. It was an AP puzzle. Yeah, good job, man. Way to see that thing through to the end. Yeah, puzzles will be released officially on September seventeenth. You love all things Metallica. You're gonna hard pass on these. Uh, yeah, I probably won't be in the running for them. But I'm it's get- cool that they do the album covers. Though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it's not the first time it's happened. It won't be the last time, I'm sure. But uh, nice that if you're at least a fan of the last three releases, I'm not sure. How do you think that Saint Anger one's gonna sell? Pretty, probably sell out. Probably. Morning After with Nick and Big J. And here's a chance to get you hooked up with some prizes, some cool prizes. Uh, Snake River Stampede kicking things off Tuesday with x Night. We'll get you tickets to the Stampede, and uh, that's out at the Ford Idaho Center. Uh, you're also instantly qualified for $500 at the Lifetime Store, so they've got plenty of awesome things there located on Fairview. Uh, it's all brought to you by Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer. So, uh, yeah, the hard seltzer with flavors. Please drink responsibly. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Pretty awesome prize package for sure. Definitely getting qualified for that grand prize would be a good thing as well. But if you want in on the Snake River Stampede tomorrow night, now would be the time to get on the horn. 208-287-1003. You must defeat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown in order to claim this prize. Send Big J out reeling as he heads into vacation. Really? Big J should be motivated to go out with just swinging. And uh, trying to take out as many people as he possibly can in this battle for pop culture supremacy. So I wish everybody luck. Big J, are you ready? Sure. Hello, the X. Hello, my caller X. You are, yes, sir. What's your name, please? Nicholas. Nicholas, you are up first. Hugh Jackman played this Claude superhero on the big screen for Fox. Hugh Jackman. Uh... Wolverine? Yeah. Right. Yeah, he sure played Wolverine. Big J, this actor played A.C. Slater on the TV show Saved by the Bell. The sassy jock. Um, Now famous for mostly uh, Hallmark movies. Boy, uh, Mario? I'm going to need more than that, man. You got his first name right, though. Lopez? Yeah. Right. Good job, man. Really good job. Nicholas, back to you. Uh, Steve Carell plays the head of the Space Force on this fictional Space Force show on this streaming network. Uh, uh, 
streaming network. Yeah, just I'm need the stream. Say, uh, Oh, man, we watched it. Uh, Netflix? Right. Always a good guess. That is absolutely right. Big J, this show oh. is about a, a, uh, a football coach that now coaches soccer. A football coach that now coaches soccer. Mm-hmm. I'm breaking it down to its simplest form. It's a TV form. show or it a sure movie? Is. It's a TV show. Um... Let's go with Ted Lasso. That's right. Right. Good job. Nicholas, back to you. This actor has been in movies like uh, This is 40. He also pops up in things like, uh, well, hang on. He was in a movie uh, called Sonic the Hedgehog, and he is the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, man. Uh, oh. David Carell. David Carell. Wrong. No, no. Went on a play of Steve Carell, but not bad. He uh, also is in Space Force, by the way, if that helps. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, This actor is the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. Not an easy question, but you can do it. I mean, does he talk? Um, He sure does. uh, Won't shut up, actually. uh, uh, The Rock. The Rock. Wrong. Good guess. The Rock is in a lot of things, but that's not correct. Hello, The X. Hey, how's it going? Good. This actor is the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog in the movie Sonic the Hedgehog. Ben Schwartz? Yeah, I'll take it. Ben Schwartz. Right. Former guest of the morning after. Big J, this uh, British actor played old Loki in the TV show Loki. Oh, man. What's his name? Um... I should know his name, but I don't. I'm going to go with Hugh Laurie. Wrong. Definitely a British actor. Mm-hmm. Not in the Loki show, however. That means you are the victor. Congratulations. Do you happen to know the answer? I have no idea. Richard E. Grant. <laughs> right. Richard E. Grant. Congratulations, man. You got yourself all set up with the Snake River Stampede, a pair of tickets for tomorrow night's opening night. What has uh, Richard E. Grant also been in? He, uh, You know what? I can't even tell you off the top of my head, but he's been in, like like a character actor in like a ton of stuff. One of those dudes where you see his face and he's like, oh, he's that yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. In a bunch of things. But uh, Loki, that, for sure. That, la- that last episode. Or the second to last episode is epic. Yeah, I was going to say he wasn't even in the last episode. But either way, uh, make sure you watch it on Disney+. Plus. It's a fantastic, fantastic show. There's your Pop Culture Smackdown. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Your headlines are next on the X Rocks. <laughs> headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Need an iLoan pre-check? Well, that's good news for you. The iLoan pre-check button is right there at GoTeamMazda.com. It's for your car loan do-over if you need one. And you keep hearing about it on the X, so check it out for yourself. The I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. Hey, man, slow down. Get dressed, and this seems weird. This seems weird. Apparently, that new car smell just isn't the same if you have yourself an electric car. So Ford has decided to develop a gasoline-scented fragrance for electric vehicle owners to help them make that transition to battery power. The Mashau GT was unveiled at the Goodwood Festival of Speed in England, where Ford is showing off its electric Mustang Mach-E. Company CEO Jim Farley even took a racing version of the car for a run up the venue's hill climb course. Ford conducted a survey asking people what they'd miss about internal combustion engine vehicles, and 70% said the smell of gasoline, which seems like they may have a problem. Auto Evolution reported that judging by our survey, the uh, sensory appeal of petrol cars is still something that drivers are reluctant to give up. 
So they decided to come up with this fragrance that you can spray inside your electric vehicle to make you feel like you're still pumping gas in it. And I guess that's supposed to make things easier. We are a weird species. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, if you had to ask me, I mean, I don't know what my answer would be of what I would miss about, you know, gas powered vehicles if I went all electric. It'd be a long time before I got down to the smell of gasoline. But listen, man, I mean, I suppose if you're used to it, that's something that could be weird. But why you would want to spray that inside of your new car, I'm not exactly sure. But listen, to each their own. And I guess if you've got the money to buy an electric Mustang Mach-E, which I'm sure was not cheap, then you might as well spritz some fancy gas cologne in there as well. Right? Right? Make yourself feel as good as you possibly can feel. Who am I to judge? Hey, man, slow down or get dressed. Get dressed. Do you think regular robberies happen anymore? Because every time we hear about a break into a house, whoever's doing the break-in is almost always nude. And it's weird, right? Right. Uh, it's kind of like the three bears, but if, like, Goldilocks was never wearing any clothes. But this time it was a naked man that attempted to break into a home in Connecticut. Wallingford police say they responded to a home Thursday morning after the homeowner arrived to find a naked man inside of her home. When officers arrived, they found the man still inside, identified him as Ian Wiggett. And police say the man gained entry into the house by breaking a window. He was arrested and charged with second-degree burglary. Not sure why that's not first-degree. Interfering with an officer and then second-degree criminal mischief as well. Do you think this happens more or we're getting more information about this stuff because ring cameras are a thing? Oh, for sure. And we're now able to see that there's a bunch of naked weirdos running around doing stuff. Yeah, And before they were a bunch of naked weirdos still running around doing stuff, we just didn't have the footage to prove it. And so that's why this is a little bit more prevalent, which is weird. But again, we are a weird species. But I'm trying to figure out what what it is about breaking into other people's places that make people want to take their clothes off. That seems like a psychological study that's worth looking into. Because it does happen a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. And I'm sure that there's some sort of, you know, altered mind state going on, be it alcohol, drugs, or otherwise. But it is weird that people take off their clothes before they break into places, or then break into places and then get to take off their clothes. I think if you're in some place that you're, you know, foreign that you're not supposed to be, staying clothed for a quick escape would be a smart play. They could be real crazies and think, you know, that they're invisible when they're not wearing clothes. Also true. I did not think about the invisibility theorem. You're right. Hey man, slow down is how we wrap things up. And here's something you don't see every day. A dump truck had its dumps, a dumper raised still and was going down the freeway at a high rate of speed. Uh, I'm sure you can figure out where this ends. It slams into a Georgia highway overpass early on Thursday morning last week, but they hit it so hard, dude. It was going so fast with its dumper raised that it moved the structure six feet, Big J. A Georgia Department of Transportation spokesperson said it's something that our engineers have never seen before. The incident took place in the early morning hours on Interstate 16, where it passes right around State Route 86. Nobody was injured, thank goodness, and it has been determined that if the dumper full of tractor tires was in the wrong position due to driver error or just a malfunction. But either way, driver had no idea, obviously, that the thing was still up as he was barreling down the freeway and then hit the overpass. Embarrassing. Authorities say that the roadway which connects Macon to South Savannah, Georgia, will be closed in both directions because now that whole overpass is unsafe. And whenever it moves six feet, that's going to, you know, damage the integrity of the actual structure. 
G.O.D. Uh, told the local paper that they've got hoped to have at least one late open in each direction by uh, this Sunday. So it's going to be at least a week before they figure it all out. But you can do some damage, man, when you don't raise it, when you don't lower your dumper. And you're driving down the freeway, so it's a good reminder. I hate it when I don't lower my dumper. You ever uh, do that in a, your truck simulator game? No. Drive with your dumper raised and say, hey, everybody, look at my dumper. That's never happened. Well, I mean, I may have said, look at my dumper, but... But it wasn't because yeah. your dumper was raised? Right, not in that context. Understood. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. <laughs> a song from a movie not featured in the movie. That is L.A. Rats. I've been everywhere here on 100.3. The X Rocks. It is the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And Big J asked for this time to talk about kids, which is weird, but okay. Yeah, uh, you know... <clears throat> There's a, there's a show for many years called Kids Say the Darndest Things. It's still on the TV. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and now on the internet, um, uh, adults are remembering the dumbest things that they ever thought. <coughs> oh, <coughs> we got to get the cough button working again. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Sorry about Jesus. that. <laughs> so uh, on Twitter, people have been going back and forth about the, the things they remember when they're being kids and, and, and they're pretty dumb. And I, I think that some of these people are probably just making this stuff up. Okay. But uh, here's a couple. I remember when I was six, I got a hold of my dad's ID and it had an expiration date. Spent three hours crying because I thought that was he was set to die on that date. Oh, my God. That's awful. Yeah. That's that? awful. When I was a kid, my mom had a bleeding ulcer and couldn't move. My bro and I called 911 and the ER came to get her. She was admitted. Then we sent home. Well, we're sent home with a clean bill of health. A few days later, I called nine one one to tell them she was doing much better. <laughs> that was nice of her. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, before I knew what a live studio audience was, I thought that people you hear laughing while watching TV were people in their houses. I would sit very close to the TV and laugh ignorantly loud so they could hear me too. Yes, that does sound made up. You're right. You're right. Some of these do sound made up. But see, now I'm trying to think of the dumbest thing that I that I knew when I was a kid or thought that I knew when I was a kid, and I can't think of anything. I must have been a really smart kid is what it boils down to. Yeah, you, you 100% were. <laughs> but I'm sure I did dumb things or thought dumb things as well. But it took me forever to figure out uh, north, north, south, east, west. Oh, I still don't how, know that. How that whole thing worked. I still don't. I'm still terrible and with that a compass, kind of man. Well, I mean, the compass kind of tells you that. But right, but here's the thing I didn't understand because it kept moving. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what didn't you understand? I just didn't understand how the whole thing worked. That you could be changing directions when you moved. You didn't understand that? Yeah, I didn't understand. I thought you just like had to walk wherever north was. And oh, you're walking around. true north no matter yeah, what is yeah. what you thought. Okay, listen, that's not too far removed, I suppose. I mean, I get it. Like, we're, if I'm walking forward, I'm walking north because you're thinking of it like a map. But like, well, I mean, well, how old were you? 16, 17 when you came to this? 28. All right. Yeah, that might have been a little bit late in life. I get it. I can understand the frustration. But, yeah, I'm trying to think of something that I was, like, completely convinced of when I was a kid. And, I I mean, I listen, I did a lot of really dumb things when I was a kid, but I don't think I was from thoughts. Like, I, th- I could say the dumbest thing that I've ever done was when I was a kid – we lived in this, like, um, Wisconsin big alley place. Do you know what I mean? Like, everything has an alley leading yeah. to where you want to go. And so we grew up, and right out of our backyard, there was a nice little alley. And across the alley from us, uh, always, forever, parked for a- as long as I can remember. We lived there for probably seven years. Like, five years, there was a motorcycle parked across the alley. And uh, we always saw it. And my upstairs neighbor and I, Andy, 
uh, thought it would be really funny or a good idea if like we're like, hey, man, this thing must be abandoned. It never moves. It's always there. It's been there for five years. It's covered in snow in the winter. I mean, it's just nobody who has it was taking care of it. So we thought it would be uh, interesting to find out how motorcycles work. And so we decided we were going to borrow some tools and take it apart. And that's how we were going to learn about motorcycles and vehicles and things like that. And uh, we started to, and then the owner got very, very upset and uh, figured out that some punk kids were taking apart his motorcycle. Now, granted, he didn't use it, but it still made him very, very angry. And he had a very heated conversation with both of our parents <laughs> because some neighborhood kids decided to take apart his motorcycle, which could be maybe why I don't know much about vehicles or, you know, mechanics or anything like that, because I was uh, basically yelled at for trying it at a very young age. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I guess I didn't understand the consequences of my actions when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, right. See? Yeah, I shot out all the neighbor's windows with a BB gun. That's right. Not 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 good decision making on either of our parts. Uh, but look at us now. When was the last time you shot out a window with a BB gun? It's been a while. Yeah. And I haven't taken apart a motorcycle in since that moment. So we're, we've learned our lessons. We're smart <laughs> kids. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will do some bad impressions next on the X-Rock. Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, we got some Snake River Stampede tickets here to hook you up with. Uh, Snake River Stampede kicking off Tuesday. It's X night out there at the Ford Idaho Center. And uh, we'll get you set up with those if you can figure out bad impressions. That is tomorrow night, everybody. So if you want to check out some rodeo action as they kick off the uh, 106th Snake River Stampede, now would be the time to get on the phone and play. And you can enjoy it on us if you'd like. 208 287 1003. In order to claim these Snake River Stampede tickets, you need to figure out bad impressions. Big J's got a celebrity on the brain. He has prepared three clues around that celebrity. If you can figure out, okay, which celebrity could this be? Then you have three clues to do it. Do it in three or less, and boom, you are good to go for the Snake River Stampede. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? This is Sean. All right, Sean. You're up first. Good luck. My band covered the song, You're the Best Around during an X session to use for their morning show open. Um, next, please. My brother RJ drums in our band, Hailstorm. Uh, I don't know. Go to the next, I guess. You spell my name L-Z-Z-Y, but it's pronounced Lizzie. Lizzie Hail, uh, Hailstorm. There you go. <laughs> Good job. You use context clues, Sean. Well done, my friend. It doesn't friend. happen as, as often as we <laughs> think it should. Uh, you are good to go for the Snake River Stampede. Please hold on one second. We'll hook you up with those passes. Uh, why is Lizzie Hale noose? Oh, man. She is the first female brand ambassador for Gibson Guitars. Nick. It's crazy that it took this long. Yeah, it is, considering some of uh, there's some very good female guitarists out there. She's partnered with Gibson and Epiphone to design two sold-out guitars, including the Gibson Lizzie Hale Explorer and the Epiphone Lizzie Hale Explorer. There you go. Uh, none of those uh, good, you know, signature guitars usually are cheap, but they are for people that know what they're doing and very good at that kind of stuff. And congratulations to her. I saw her. They did a nice little presentation this weekend uh, on kind of like an advance of Hailstorm's uh, super quote-unquote secret show that they did in Nashville, their first show in yeah. two years, which is awesome. And, of course, Hailstorm is coming to town for us on November 4th, along with Rival Sons and Dorothy at the Revolution Center. Tickets are on sale for that now as well, so it's uh, pretty awesome. And congratulations to her. Couldn't have happened to a nicer person. She is amazing, as is all of her bandmates. 
Uh, this Hailstorm is one of those bands that we, love them. we have had a great connection with ever since the very beginning of that band. And we're happy that they are seeing such success that they are and happy that they're coming back to town. So way to go, Lizzie Hale. Congratulations on your Gibson partnership. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. <laughs> 0936, that is Adrenaline here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And that's going to wrap it up for this show. We had a excellent Monday morning, although, uh, Big J, I do feel the most interesting conversation that we had probably happened off the air this morning. Yeah. Uh, nobody's fault but their own. But we did end up having a very serious topic of discussion as to uh, if you had to crap and puke at the same time, what would you rather do? <laughs> Which would you rather have to clean up? Uh, and uh, we both had our own take on things, and I still feel like I'm right. Like I feel like if you if you puked in the toilet and then crapped your pants, at least you know the crap is in a particular. Uh, the mess is easier to clean up. You know what I'm saying? No, you, I've mastered this. I, it's but it's but you, no, you you change the rules. I mean, it's, of course, it's different if you have two receptacles in which to, you know, take care of your business. I'm saying if there was a mess to clean up, which mess would you rather clean up? That was the argument. Neither. Well, thank you. Actually, I take it back. It wasn't an interesting conversation at all. Uh, Tomorrow on the show, Big J is on vacation. That's it. He is out of here for a week. He won't see or hear from him until next Tuesday if he has his way. Oh, you'll hear from me. So make sure you stay out of his way and let him do Big J things. Otherwise, he gets upset. And I will be flying solo for the next several days, hanging out with you. But we will have Snake River Stampede tickets to give you tomorrow for sure. Uh, That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, I got to shut it down, man. Got to shut it down for a week. Let's see how that goes. See if I can do it. Uh, Where do you think the difficulty will come in? Oh, probably social media. Oh, you want to shut down all social media too? Yeah, yeah. Usually, when, like on the vac- like on the weekends, usually I don't really look at Facebook or Instagram or post a lot. So, we'll see. Well, that's a good thing. Then it yeah, no, doesn't sound I, like it'd be difficult at all. Well, we'll see. I mean, it's just you know, I mean, I might want to do some things that are fun, like streaming. Well, that would be very I, I know, difficult to do. Tough. It's tough if you don't decisions. want to be on social media. It sounds like you're going to have to make. I mean, you could play video games without streaming. I mean, that would be oh, a I'm very good compromise, and not having and still staying. I mean, unless you're, are you taking a self-imposed break from social media? No, it's not like that. Well, then what the hell's the difference? I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to talk about something that wasn't prepared. Damn it. All right. Have a good vacation. Uh, hopefully I'm already out of here. Yeah, Don't you know? That very much is clear. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Western Heating and Air. It is summer, and boy, is it hot. Make sure your air conditioning is working at peak efficiency and staying cool. Call 375-COOL and talk to the experts at Western Heating and Air for complete service on your air conditioning system. See you tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.